FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 343 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and we're going to talk about a couple of Wolverine comics. Surprise, surprise. Um, this is a Weapon Plus One. <laughs> That's what you bring to, to an outlaw wedding, right? A Weapon Plus One? I don't know. Sorry, that's a terrible joke. But um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Weapon Plus number one did come out. We have a couple other comics to talk about as well. Um, also, as this is coming out, or well, maybe, if things go according to schedule, um, there'll be a lot of uh, new X-Men book announcements to talk about. But I will save those for when I talk with uh, Dan and Georgie next. Uh, we'll get into that kind of full force when we talk about the first uh, Hickman book when it comes out. Um, So what we're going to talk about is there's no uh, Wolverine solo series so we got the start of a mini series and we have a one shot and we have a team book and Dead Man Logan. So we're going to talk about all that. So alright you ready? Here we go. Alright, first up is Wolverine plus Captain America in Weapon Plus number one. This is uh, written by Ethan Sachs with pencils by Diogenes Nevis, maybe? I don't know if I said that right. Um, yeah, uh, I remember reading him like he was kind of a, a hot new artist a while back on Green Arrow. And then kind of, I don't know, I don't know if people just didn't capitalize on his hotness, but um, kind of hasn't done a whole lot of note, but here he is, and does a pretty good job, we'll talk about that as we go through the comic. Um, Adriano De Benedetto is the inker, Federico Bli is the colorist, VC's Joe Sabino is the letterer, uh, the cover is by Scon. And that's a pretty cool cover. It has uh, Logan and his Weapon X duds and Captain America and kind of a, a dud similar that you might expect for him to see, like the scene when he got the Super Soldier Serum. And they're kind of in action poses. And it's a good cover. I opted for the Chris Bacallo variant cover, which is Wolverine and Captain America fighting an army of like Captain America zombies. Um, it's a pretty great cover. Um, I like it quite a bit. So that's the one I went with. And they were both really good. Uh, but being a big Bacallo fan, I couldn't pass that cover up when my shop still had some. So, what we see, we start off with Captain America kind of walking through um, Brooklyn, right? That's where he's from, I think. Um, or is he from Queens? No, he's from Brooklyn, right? Anyway, um, he's reminiscing about the old days, and suddenly Eva, which X-Men fans would recognize as Phantom X's little, like, 
globe ship comes crashing out of the sky and then come crashing out of Eva with a hiss is Wolverine and <laughs> Captain America's like Logan and like hey Rogers <coughs> I'd say it's always good to see you but it's been a real bad day ain't likely to get any better soon and there's a hipster with a nice beard trying to take a picture and um like uh, this video kind of hologram you know all uh help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope uh, a phantom X comes up and he's talking about the weapon plus program and he was investigating some stuff but if they're seeing this he died and I don't know if, if we're trying to build up to a mystery that he died as part of the investigation or if they're tying this into um souls um not astonishing but um Well, yeah, right. His his run, where he uh, where Phantom X died, and they're just capitalized or got replaced by Professor X, and they're capitalizing on that story and just saying, well, he died. And by the way, he was also doing this. So here's this video. So I'm not sure which one they're saying. I I know not everyone is really <laughs> paying attention to all the details of that run, but um. I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see in the in the future issues. But um, he talks about Wolverine introduces Captain America to the Phantom X hologram, but then some more bad guys show up, and we get a snicked as Wolverine says, "I'll explain after all the stabbing." It's a pretty good snicked. Um, then we get a nice almost double page spread. It's like a double page spread, but with four little panels down the far right side of uh, Wolverine and Captain America jumping into the soldiers. Uh, Wolverine is growling with his claws out. Captain America is swinging his shield. It's a pretty great image. Um, we see in the little four panels of Wolverine slashing a guy um, and gets hit in the stomach and says, Damn it, I just grew that spleen back. Captain America breaks a guy's neck with his shield and is like, Um, I didn't throw it that hard. Uh, why is this guy's head hanging off? Um, and uh, Wolverine's like, well, I've been asking questions, but no one wants to answer me. And he realizes that the uh, the soldiers are more interested in stopping the hologram with the explanation and the narration than they are actually fighting Wolverine and Captain America. So they figure, well, we better stop these guys and listen to what the, the hologram has to say. So they get some innocent kids out of the way. Wolverine, of course, is still stabbing people. He says, I'm out of patience and you're out of body parts. And then some stuff blows up. Wolverine comes out of the flames and says, Brrr. And he grabs the hipster's beer and takes a drink as he, his burned body starts to heal. Um, so Calf, of course, has questions, but he takes off the helmet of the guy he broke and realizes it looks just like him. And so Captain America's like, all right, what's going on? So again, the, the hologram says, you know, if, if you're seeing this, I'm dead. And, you know, ever since I escaped, escaped the Weapon Plus program, and the Wolverine starts fast forwarding. <laughs> like, this video goes on forever. So he picks the important parts. I guess he remembered where they were. And um, so he talks about how it's all connected. You know, and I don't know. I know the reader... And some characters know that, like, 
Weapon X really means Weapon 10, and it is part of the Weapon Plus program that goes all the way back to Captain America as a super soldier's Weapon 1. I've been racking my brain. I don't remember if Captain America knows that or not, if he knows how, like, it's all connected. But, of course, Phantom X re-explains it uh, for us, for the reader, and I guess for our character's benefit. Um, and, of course, says that he was trying to find some information, but any, every time he got close to the truth, you know, that, that ends up in bad things. Um, so, and he also talks about how, you know, there were offshoots from each of the Weapon Plus programs, you know, one through whatever. I think we're on 14 or 15 now whatever Phantom X was, and then after. Um, but in addition to, like, the primary weapon, there were also, like, people that were hurt to experiment on. He talks about how, you know, going even back to Weapon 1, there were some people, you know, that were inspired by Captain America and volunteered and were really just experimented on to try to recreate stuff. And, of course, we know about the, um, the book that kind of ties into the Muscogee trials and stuff like that, but this is something different. Um, and Captain America's like, no, it can't be true. Project Rebirth was noble. And, um, but, you know, Phantom X continues to explain that we meet this one kid from 1945, Billy, and he dresses up like Captain America and, and tries to save a kid who's getting bullied and gets his uh, butt kicked for it. Um, and then eventually is kind of um, coerced into joining this, this top secret program. Um, and Phantom X continues to uh, keep talking. Um, and, uh, you know, talks about how, how he died. Uh, he talks about he found a dead reporter, but she had some good notes. Um, so he found the name Billy Younger. Uh, who was, you know, president of the Captain America fan club and, you know, was taken. And so Wolverine's like, I know this is hard for you to hear. Cap is clenching his fist in his teeth and he's mad about the truth that he's just found out. Um, but there are also coordinates in the notes. And then we go back to 1953. And Billy Younger is still um, part of this program and his mags are not really doing anything for him. Um, but, you know, he, he says, you know, you're going to make me a super soldier. I guarantee it. Um, so we go to the coordinates, Captain America and Wolverine, and they find, like, this warehouse of test tubes. And, um, you know, there's a sub-basement. And so they, they start to go down there. And Cap's like, what is this? And Wolverine's like, our legacy. And we see boxes from Roxon and Sickle, and Stain International, and Oscor, and we see a board, almost like a chalkboard, and it's got projects, um, you know, and there's stuff on there like Pierce, and Nick Fury, and M. Hunt, um, and then numbers for projects, like two is Brute Force, four is Sulfur, Five is Venom, six is Powers, Homegrown, Psych. Um, the one from Homegrown has the lead name erased, but there's triggers that are erased too, but that one has November, Uniform, Kylo, 
or Kilo Echo, which of course spells Nuke, um, and we know that he was Weapon 7, I think that tracks with what we've heard before, um, pretty sure, um, so yeah, so, you know, we have 1 through, no, well, 2, not all of them, we have 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 9, um, you know, making our way up to, to 10, of course, which is Wolverine, and Captain America was 1, um, so Wolverine, you know, laments that there's been new research and new weapons, and, you know, all along the program's been continuing in the shadows, and we got to find the new puppet masters, and then out of a test tube comes crashing a big, like, grizzly bear monster that's kind of decayed. Um, some more really great artwork there as it kind of busts out in front of our heroes, and it's like, kill, kill, and of course it fights our heroes, but, you know, Wolverine goes at it, the thing bites him. It's like a giant <laughs> grizzly bear. And they're like, why isn't it dying? And there's there's no heartbeat they discover. And so they they crush his brain and pull a chip out of it. Um, and they're going to try to find the GPS. And then we, we go back to 1974 where Billy is actually stumbles into the Weapon X program. We see Wolverine in the test tube and all that fun stuff. Um, so we go to the Swiss Alps, so they've tracked the chip, and Eva has flown them to a new base that was recently purged. Lots of bloody bodies. Uh, the monitor says Weapon XXX, which would be 30. So they're on 30? Or just Triple X? Maybe it's Vin Diesel? <laughs> I guess. Um, anyway, there's, there, it says System Purge initiated on the monitor, but that was just started, and all the scientists are dead, and we see... Almost like a Jokerized zombie Captain America who is killing everybody. And he keeps saying that God is talking to him. And his body's all like kind of burned and gross, but he's in the Captain America uniform. It's like stitched together like your aunt made it for you. Um, and he's like, you're not Captain America, I'm Captain America. And, you know, kind of sounds like a little kid, right? Throwing a fit. Um, and he's like, and your Russian friend can't hurt me. He's like, I'm Canadian, bub. <laughs> like, oh, you're all commies to me. And so it looks like he has a healing factor because Wolverine slices him and he heals right up. And um, so Wolverine stabs him through the leg, but in the next panel, it's like it didn't happen. Um, which, healing factor, yeah, but also, where'd Wolverine go? Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's, he's kind of kicking ass, and we see behind... A security camera, Billy Younger, observing, and um, he's talking to him. And the the guy, the Captain Zombie's like, "Yes, God, I understand." And we see that it's gonna blow up, and it does blow up with uh, the weapon inside. And but Wolverine, of course, our heroes escape, and um, Wolverine's like, "Oh, whatever weapon XX or 30 was, you know." It, it went up in those flames, and um, Captain America says, well, we've got to keep pursuing this. I owe it to Billy Younger and all those who came after. I keep saying that differently. It's probably Younger. I mean, he's a German or something, right? Um, like Carl Jung, maybe? Um, but we see um, a young, de you know, unaged Younger, so at some point he got weaponized with something, or, you know, 
got something that slowed his aging down. And he hears Captain America say, you know, pledges allegiance to help him <laughs> to honor his memory. He's like, oh, you've forgotten your purpose, but I'll remind you. And we see some giant creature with claws and a big vat with his hand reaching out. And that's the end of part one. So the art, pretty good. Um, really good action and, you know, it, it flows really well. Um, the story's pretty good. Um, maybe it doesn't build quite as much intrigue as you might want in this story, but I mean, the action moves along pretty good. Um, Wolverine and Captain America are always a good team together. Enjoy watching them fight, um, side by side, you know, and following the clues. Like I said, maybe, maybe the bread crumbs are kind of big. <laughs> and easy to follow, but it's still, you know, it's, it's a good story. Um, I, don't know, I would give this a very solid four out of six claws, you know, which may read better depending on where the series goes. Um, so that could go up or down depending on what the following issues do, the subsequent issues, but I think as a starter uh, for number one of Weapon Plus, I think a very solid four out of six claws. Um, a nice introduction definitely makes you want to continue to read more um so good good on them then there's a diagram in the back of called weapons free and we have weapons two um four five six and nine and uh, let's see if we go back to our board and compare these Two was brute force, something pierce, and it's almost like a bear claw. But I was thinking of like, I guess Donald Pierce wouldn't be R Pierce, so I don't know who that is exactly. Um, four is Sulfur T. Salus. I don't remember what Man Thing's name is, but here this is definitely a Man Thing's head. Of course, five is Venom, which is interesting because I don't really know. It's also interesting because interesting the lead for that one is listed as in Fury. I don't remember a big Nick Fury Venom connection. And I also don't know, there's a lot going on kind of retconning and rearranging this, the symbiote's history in the comics right now, so I don't know how that's going to tie in. Um, it was interesting because 6, which on here is listed as power in, in Bernstein, but almost the little diagram here almost looks like a cyclops visor but i'm sure it'll end up being something else and then of course nine which is listed as psych and m hunt um has some drama mask i'm trying to remember who that is um so if any of you guys are are more able to remember some of this stuff and want to want to write in and offer some explanations that would be really cool but um, yeah, that is Weapon Plus number one. So next up is Wolverine vs. Blade, the one shot. Um, written by Mark Guggenheim. Art and cover by Dave Wilkins. Letters by VCs Travis Lanham. Uh, there's a variant cover that I got by Matteo Scalera and Moreno Denicio because I love Matteo Scalera. And we kind of have like a red monster in the background. And then Blade and Wolverine in his X-Force costume, his uncanny X-Force costume, kind of screaming at each other, claws and swords out. Um, it's a pretty great cover. 
looks really good. Um, yeah. Um, so we start off in Madripoor years ago uh, with Wolverine again in his Uncanny X-Force costume and Blade fighting some vampires. Um, you know, Wolverine cuts through some heads. Blade does his thing. Um, yeah. And uh, Wolverine talks about his beef as they kidnapped one of his friends and sacrificed her. And, of course, Blade just hunts vampires for a living. And there's a new vampire cult called the Creed that he's hunting. And Wolverine's like, doesn't matter. They all cut the same. Um, and so they just continue to slice through them and have fun, you know, killing vampires together. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> Blade says, remind me to never piss you off. And he's like, pissing me off again, you mean? And uh, we get kind of a... Uh, reference to like an old interaction between them it talks about the Blade series from 2007 which I don't think I've read uh, I'm, that was before the podcast right? yeah yeah, that started like in 2012 or so so um I guess I should know that uh, let's see we're coming up on 6 year yeah 12 or 13 was when I started um Anyway, yeah, so it was a Blade series in 2007, which I did not read. Apparently, Wolverine had a guest shot. And um, in that story, uh, Blade uh, pumped a hypodermic needle full of vampire blood into Wolverine. Who knows why? Um, That sounds intriguing, I guess. Um, Anyway, they have some band tour, and then Blade falls off. Then we go to six months later. Um... Wolverine's hunting down Dragoness, but it's a vampire Dragoness. Um, so that's no good. And he's a little worried, and he finds, like, this old, like, vampire, like, music box or something. And recognizes the symbol of the Creed. And then we see Blade in Germany, and he's continuing to hunt the Creed. But one of them has, like, laser eyes, like an optic blast kind of. He's like, that's weird. Um, then they go to, like, this castle in Germany, and... He blows some stuff up and he is mad. Sees the Creed tattoo on the vampire's chest. It leads him to get sunburned and evaporate. Then we go where Wolverine visits Doctor Strange. Takes in the box. And Doctor Strange is like, it's enchanted. It's a vampire box. Um, And he says it's a vessel for the Chandra. And... You know, it says it can only be slain by Varkas or something like that. And they find a scroll, and there's this, he sees the image, which is the end of the the, the Varkas guy, and it looks like Wolverine and Blade fighting each other. And so Wolverine's like, "Oh, Blade must get possessed by Varkas, so I'll go find him and kill him." And Blade's like, "Oh." Wolverine must get possessed by Varkas, so I'm going to go find him and kill him. And so they hunt each other down. They go to Central America where they actually find each other. Um, and then they they find each other and fight each other because that's what happens in these comics. Um, and so they do that. And it's, you know, it's kind of a brutal fight, right? Um, kind of get violent with each other and bloody with each other. And then... Blade throws one of his batarangs at uh, at Wolverine. Wolverine's like, wait a second. 
Hold on a minute. This is the anti-vampire weapon. Why are you trying to kill me with the anti-vampire weapon? And Blade's like, because you're a vampire. He's like, so are you. And he's like, no, I'm a half vampire. He's like, no, you went full vampire. Never go full vampire. Um, sorry. A little Tropic Thunder reference for you guys. Um, uh, but he's like, no, I found this scroll. It shows that I have to kill you to defeat the, the Varkas because you got possessed. And Wolverine's like, no, you got possessed. I got to kill you. And they kind of both face palm each other. And like, well, who is this? And we get a pretty awesome snick where Wolverine's like, huh, let's go ask him. He's got bone claws. So somehow, the you know, Guggenheim brings up a good point. And I think this has been brought up before. Kind of leave around after all your fights. No wonder people continue to fight vampires. Wolverine fights alone. And they decide, oh, that's the image. We gotta beat this guy together. Uh, teamwork. And they do. And Blade, Wolverine stabs Blade, decapitates him and says well let's blow this stuff up and they do they blow it up and that's the end um the art is interesting it's kind of painterly in a way in some ways um by dave wilkinson you know it looks pretty good it's kind of like a i don't know if you remember like those 90s trading cards that were kind of painted like uh it doesn't really look like Jusco, but it's kind of that same kind of feel um with you know a little bit more modern colors um it's fine the story uh i feel really bad because i saw some listeners of the show uh tweet about how much they really enjoyed this um and i think if you just want like a slice them up gory vampire story this checks all those boxes right and if you want kind of the misunderstood Oh, we're heroes and we're going to fight and misunderstand, but then team up and win the day. Like, you know, classic comic book trope, right? Nothing that we can really slam on because it happens all the time and, and, and can often be a good story. So it has that as well. Uh, it kind of just goes back to me. I'm not a huge fan of Guggenheim's dialogue, usually. Um, though, though it fits this story better than, say, X-Men Gold. Um... I don't know. This this is okay, I guess. It didn't really do it for me necessarily. And the art, while I think, while I admire kind of the craft and obviously the detail and the talent that went into it, isn't necessarily appealing to me either. Um, I don't know. I would kind of vacillating between two and three out of six. Clause, which again I feel bad because I know several listeners um, really enjoy this and I will always say just because I don't enjoy something as much doesn't mean that I'm not I mean I'm very happy that, that other people enjoyed it I mean every comic should be for somebody and so if you really enjoyed this keep on just ignore me and keep on enjoying it I not as much I didn't hate it or anything I don't know um Two or three, two or three. Uh, I'll go three out of six claws. All right. We're going to take a quick break because I think my computer's messing up. Then we'll hop into Savage Avengers. Be right back. And we're back. All right. Savage Avengers number three. Written by Jerry Duggan. 
Art by Mike Diodato Jr. Colors by Frank Martin. Letters by VCs Travis Lanham. And the cover by David Finch and Frank Diamarta. And on the cover we have like a pink and green background. Then we have Conan the Barbarian on a pile of rocks and skulls. With his sword out being wrapped up by a symbiote. Um, it's hard to tell whether he has really... Oh, I think he has like a furry cape. But his hair kind of blends into the cape. So it looks like he just has like really, really long, thick mane of hair. Um, but it's a pretty good cover. This fits Finch's style. This kind of like just grim, you know, barbarian wielding a sword against all odds. I think is, is a good thing for Finch to draw. So it's just a pretty decent cover. Um... So remember uh, the guy, Kulong Goth, which is the Conan bad guy, um, has come to our world, to the Savage Land, and he's trying to bring back um, Jotun Lao, the Marrow God, in the Savage Land. He's doing that by trying to cast a spell with this big bowl of, of warrior blood. So he's been like gathering warriors and, and sacrificing them to his blood bowl. Um, which, you know, includes all our Savage Avengers. This is how the team comes together. Um, so, yeah, so we start off here with Punisher uh, shooting some hand ninjas who Cool and Goth has enlisted to help gather his warriors. Um, and, of course, he's looking for his family because they stole, like, dug up his family's coffins and left clues for the Punisher to come here because they wanted his blood. But he's getting their blood instead right and so he's shooting his way through ninjas and stuff and you know doing his thing but one of the ninjas sticks a sigh in the barrel of his gun and says Frank and you know with a sigh it's either gotta be Raphael the Ninja Turtle or our very own Electra. it's Electra. um and he's like they have my family she's like oh okay well I'm not gonna get in your way but maybe I can help you and so they keep cutting through more ninjas. And um, the Punisher notices something on the wall. It's like Wolverine's claw marks. And Electra's like, oh, you know, he can take care of himself. Let's worry about us. And we see Wolverine, and he's strung up above the pit. And Wolverine's cutting him with a sickle, and he's bleeding all up in the pit. And he's like, wow, I can bleed you forever. You kind of keep healing. I can bleed you some more. Get lots of blood, right? And we see Conan, who had gone, he had come to the castle to get a treasure, and he and Wolverine found it. And he's sneaking away, but he hears Wolverine screaming. And he's like, oh, man, so he goes back. And remember, he busted uh, the Venom symbiote out of a jar last issue. And Venom also hears the screams, but he wants to go have fun with it. So then one of Kulangas' priests brings him the amulet that was stolen and says, I recovered it. He's like, I see right through you, Brother Voodoo. He's like, damn. <laughs> so he tries to stab him, but he's like, oh, you can't stab me. I don't care. It doesn't hurt. So he chokeholds uh, Brother Voodoo and takes the knife out and is going to stab him with his own knife, but then he gets shot in the head by the Punisher. And um, then he's like, oh, that doesn't hurt me either. And... He's going to try to kill Wolverine. And uh, Wolverine's like, I know who has the amulet. 
and you'll never see it again when you hear in the distance, Wizard, I've come to parlay, and Wolverine's like, oh, F, he came back. <laughs> Why'd he come back? And it is Conan with the amulet, and he's ready to fight. Actually, he says, I will give you the amulet back for the life of these warriors who I honor. And, um, and Brother Voodoo is like, or Electra says, you know what, you can't beat him, we already stabbed him in the heart. <laughs> and I'm not a huge Conan fan, but this line is pretty awesome. He goes, he's not been stabbed in the heart, dot, 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 by me. That's <laughs> a pretty good line. Um, and Electra's like, well, I don't know who this guy is, but he's pretty badass. And they cut Wolverine free, and she's like, I thought you were dead. And Wolverine says, that feels right. You know, and the best thing about all these Wolverine appearances is everyone reminds us that they thought he was dead. Um, does not get old at all. Um, anyway, uh, Goss says, return my amulet and I will kill you quickly. But deny me and you will all suffer. And, uh, Wolverine's like, bring it. And he pops his claws with a big old snicked. And the angle of the panel makes it look like his claws are like eight feet long. But, of course, they're not, maybe. Um, but he pops his claws and he falls over. And, uh, Conan says, on your feet, man, fight for Pabst. Which, remember, in the first issue, Wolverine was, uh, when, uh, Conan introduced himself as Conan of Krom, uh, Wolverine was like, I'm Wolverine of Pabst. <laughs> so, call back to that. Anyway, then, kind of cool, uh, Conan picks up Wolverine, whose claws are still extended, even though he's unconscious, and he wields him like a weapon. So, he basically, like, <laughs> grabs him by the arms and just throws him around slicing people. Um... Kulin Goth tries to shoot lightning at him, uh, or does shoot lightning, uh, electrifies Wolverine out of Conan's grasp. Uh, Kulin Goth reaches through Conan's chest to grab the amulet, and, you know, says, I've won. But then the symbiote crawls into the hole in Conan's chest and becomes Venom Conan and makes a giant symbiote sword, and... But they're too late. Uh, Kulin Goth puts the amulet in the blood and shines the laser or heat or whatever into it. And the Marrow God arrives on the last page to be continued. So the art is pretty good. The colors are really good. Frank Martin is a fantastic colorist. Um, and this story was a lot more fun than maybe issue no yeah, I feel like number one was an okay setup and issue two is kind of like oh I don't know if I'm, how much I'm going to like this but this issue was really fun um, I actually kind of enjoyed Conan and like I said in, you know, a little bit earlier and also in previous episodes not a huge Conan fan but uh, really liked him in this issue um, and the whole like you know spell and, and wizard and all that kind of really came together and became a little more interesting um, so yes I I don't know I wasn't real sure about this book um, but this was a this was a really good issue I'm gonna give Savage Avengers number three five out of six claws so that brings us to our last book which is Dead Man Logan number nine out of twelve so we will officially be 75% done with this series. Um, this, of course, is written by Ed Brisson with art by Mike Kinderson. I do not want to restart. I will postpone. Um, 
Nolan Woodard is the colorist. VCs Corey Pettit is the letterer. Woohoo. Uh, cover by Declan Shalvey. Anthony Gambino does the graphic design, which I'm assuming is probably the logo. And our blood is dripping down the logo all the way through most of the A and part of the N. And on this cover, uh, we continue our kind of sepia tone. We have a giant, like, 90s uniform Sabretooth in the background. Then underneath, uh, Sabretooth's uh, Dead Man Logan biker gang riding up on a red uh, Dead Man Logan figure who has our back to us. Um, and he's all battered and torn up. Um, it's a pretty good cover. Uh, Sabretooth looks pretty great. And kind of the almost Mad Maxian image imagery uh, really works. So remember when we left off we have this kind of cult who's trying to kill the last Hulk which is baby Bruce. Um, Danny and Logan are trying to protect him and they have this big pink gelatinous kind of android that is trying to kill the Hulk. Wolverine's trying to kind of climb back into the fight but uh, he had his lungs ripped out. And they're slowly regrowing, currently the size of walnuts, he says. Not enough oxygen. Half. Two. Can't. So we have like a William Shatner uh, dialogue there. Um, and, you know, baby Bruce is trying to fight back, but the android's kind of getting the best of him. But Logan's like, I'm not done with you yet. And he jumps down and he slices at the... Uh, the, the thing again, and he keeps slicing at it, and, you know, it's not really doing much, I and mean, he's just not giving up. But then he slices through it into an electrical post, and electrocutes it, and that finally does the trick, and that makes the uh, cultists mad. So they're going to shoot Bruce, but then Danny breaks loose and punches him and takes the gun, and um, Logan's like, we got to get out of here. But let me deal with these guys first, snicked. Um, and then, you know, we go to later, and, you know, they are. They're going to South Dakota to meet Logan's friend. Um, and we get to the Badlands, which is formerly South Dakota. And they meet Forge. Meanwhile, the cultists get um, marooned upon by Sabretooth and his Mad Max gang. And uh, he says, look like he had a run-in with a friend of mine. And then uh, Forge, of course, helps uh, Baby Hulk and talks about how old Logan looks. <laughs> He's like, right back at you. And, um, you know, Forge steals Logan away and says, you know, I know you're not going to... Oh, he goes, I know what you're trying to do, but I want you to know something, too. He goes, I... I went back to the site where you killed the X-Men and I, I realized what happened. I, want, I just want you to know that I know the truth and I know that Mysterio made you think you were killing bad guys and, you know, it may not matter much to anybody else, but I just want you to know that I, I know the truth and, you know, we're, we're still friends. And um, so Logan appreciates that. He's, like, he's glad to know that someone, you know, realizes what's going on. And then... Kind of out of nowhere, we find Speedball in a containment field. And the, he acts real friendly with Logan. I don't remember them having much history together. So when they talk about he's in the containment field because his kinetic energy built up so much that anything can make it explode. And this field basically makes it where he doesn't bounce. If he doesn't bounce, he can't explode. 
So obviously he's gonna get out and blow shit up. But um, <laughs> and because there's really, I mean, it doesn't make sense for him as like Wolverine's friend to really show up. And they don't really have like a deep lasting friendship or anything. So his random appearance means that that whatever his problem is is going to definitely impact the story. Um. So Logan kind of tells his goodbyes to Danny. Says you got to stay here with Bruce and protect him. I have to go out and um. You know, take care of things. Um. You know, he basically says that uh, he wants to go back to Sacramento. Um, he kind of, he really basically says he wants to die with his his family. Um, he knows he's on kind of his last legs, and he wants to, to go be with his his family. Um, but unfortunately, there's a security breach, and Sabretooth and his motorcycle gang and his Mad Max trucks are here. Um, Wolverine's like, I don't, I didn't know they were following me before just like I don't think they did or I don't know how they did it's not your fault um and of course Speedball's like what's going on and then um you know Sabretooth rides into town to be continued so the art is still really good colors fantastic still um really good by Nolan Woodard um the story I don't know starting to feel Maybe the length of this being 12 parts, but I mean, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, it's a solid four out of six claws still. It's not, you know, I think I gave like most of the first half of this six out of six claws and it kind of has gone, you know, fives and fours, you know, as we got back to the Badlands, which is just not quite as interesting to me. And the art's beautiful um, and the colors. But anyway, I think four out of six claws is still pretty good, right? All right, so before I leave you, we did have the 2019 Young Gun sketchbook by Marvel. I just want to point out that Javier Garon, who's one of my favorite new artists, uh, you know, they have obviously previews of the books they're working on, but they also have just kind of some sketches. And uh, Javier Garon did a X-23 sketch. And it's really good, so I just want to kind of point that out. Um, if you didn't get a chance to pick that up, it was free. Um, so, you know, ask your comic shop about it. See if they have a copy still for you. But anyway, that is this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, for the podcast that goes snicked, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. And, you know, as always, retweets and Facebook shares are super appreciated. You know, anything to help kind of get the word out about the show. And, you know, definitely have noticed an uptick in listeners as, as you guys have been more active in doing that. So I really appreciate that. And and never want to forget to say thank you for that. Um, so thanks. Um, as far as what's next, I think what's next, if I can convince her to to stay on her commitment. Denise is going to come back for a flashback episode for the Muir Island saga. So, finally get her back on the show. Um, she hasn't been real interested in, in anything going on in the new comics, but we're going to talk about some 90s comics. Um, it be interesting to get her take on some actually seeing and experiencing some uh, bona fide 90s art and what she thinks about that. So, really looking forward to her her take on 
And also, that was interesting because, you know, we've been enjoying Legion, and of course, Shadow King is, you know, the main uh, antagonist there, and, and is also the antagonist in the Muir Island saga. So, you know, kind of seeing what, what she compares and thinks about all that. So, anyway, also coming up really soon, uh, Danny and George from Scour Rose will be back. Uh, to wrap up Age of X-Men, wrap up Uncanny X-Men, and kick off, you know, the Hickman era. So, excited about that. But, that's it. So, until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.